0: Maureen Holloway, legendary broadcaster and one half of the team behind Women of Ill Repute, the podcast, joins us on Fridays. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, you were you were out last night, and this would normally be unremarkable, except post COVID. I don't know anybody who's going out. I've been to one gala. I know.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. Just one.
0: Well, it, it was on an invitation, and it was the Human Rights Watch gala, which customarily—I mean, normally when you go to a gala, it's gala-like. Human Rights Watch is like somebody comes up to the <laughs> microphone and says, "Somebody murdered my wife."
1: There's no. There's, there's not a lot of comedy at the Human Rights Gala. I will give you that. Now, I was at the uh, I was at the Storytellers Ball, which is put on the writers tr- uh, put on by the Writers Trust of Canada. It's sort of like the Giller Prize, but notched down. And um, uh, Margaret Atwood is the the patron, or as you used to call her, the woman with the cat. And I don't even think she has a cat, but we all know who you mean. Uh, and Lainey uh, Louie was the host, and so every table gets an author. And ours was uh, Tanya Talega, and uh, Linwood Barclay was there, and um, Jesse Wente, and Camilla Gibb, Roz Weston—all you know, best-selling authors, uh, or they hope to become. Right. And uh, so I have to tell you this. Apart from all this, it was just a lovely evening. It just lots of beautiful people, but the dress code was fairy tale black tie, whatever that is. And I was one of the few who took it seriously. Oh, so. No. I wore elf ears. <laughs> I felt I felt a bit like Bridget Jones who went to a party she thought was a tartan vicar party dressed as a Playboy bunny and she was the only one in costume. I was kind of the only one in costume. Yeah. And I forgot I had the ears on, and people were all smiling at me strangely. And anyway, I was—if you were there last night—I was the one with the ears.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, I—I don't know what what was that again? It was fairy tale.
1: Fairy tale black tie, like what is that? What do you do do with that?
0: I get urban chic, you know that much. You know, I just go to Tomaholic and I I get my urban chic. But I don't know about fairy tale.
1: Well, any well, apparently neither do I. But uh, it was—it was just a lovely evening. I came home though. And Dewey our dog Had gone on a rampage like a binge and he'd torn They'd he'd, he'd got up on the counter knocked over the big huge bowl that we keep the bread and his dog treats in <laughs> Smashed the bowl ate all the treats and pooped all over the house <laughs> Like all over the house so we were up till midnight just cleaning up after him I'll oh, tell man. You. And, and yeah, yet
0: we love them in spite of it all I don't know No, you think you're done?
1: I think my love
0: is left down. (laughs) Um, You've been on Twitter, because I saw this morning you gave one of your sort of goodbye, it's been a pleasure Another,
1: yeah, well, it looks like, have have you been talking about this? We have, yeah. As of of right now, Twitter is still standing, but thousands have left. This is all because of Elon's uh, memo saying either you work uh, ridiculous hours at high intensity or leave. And so thousands of employees have chosen to leave, something like three-quarters. And uh, they say that uh, there might be less than 2,000 people left um, out of, what, 7,500? And uh, they've been locked out of their offices till Monday. The problem is, well, there's a lot of problems, but a large number of the people that quit were engineers in tech support. So they're wondering if these servers are going to hold up. And, uh, yeah, millions of people will be um, without their their. Social platform You're a big Twitter user This is certainly
0: Going to affect you Yes and no I mean There's a certain Irony or duplicity I guess To the fact that Yes I am fairly active On Twitter But I'm also I've gone kind of sour On it And it has nothing To do with You know Elon Musk And whether or not It gets more conservative I just find people Are angrier And angrier And angrier On Twitter And I got better Things to do And especially You know People who will Pick a fight with me And I'll click on them And they got two followers
1: but you but you engage. Yes. And much, <laughs> Which is hugely entertaining for those of us that
0: follow you. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. S-
1: so where where are you going to go? Are you going to go anywhere? I don't know if
0: Mastodon? I will. Mastodon? Um, no? Because I haven't really maintained Facebook because I ended up with uh, almost the limit of friends on Facebook, mostly because listeners wanted to be friends. Yes. Yeah, and same, I haven't updated. Same, same. Yeah. I haven't updated my list yet in a couple of years now. So I've kind of got this oddball cycle of people, many of whom might be dead or not listening anymore. Or bots.
1: Well the thing is we if if we're gonna stay together on social media, I think we all have to pick one, whether it's Mastodon or or uh there's Tumblr. Yeah. Uh there are alternatives and we all have to jump together. If we're gonna if we're gonna hang together, we have to jump together.
0: Well maybe I'll go back to MySpace. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if that still exists. Uh, it was actually bought by Justin Timberlake, but you're right. I have no idea what happened to it. Um, Life magazine, which was almost yes. eaten by the dog at my house yesterday, has come out with its list of the 50 most influential Torontonians. Uh, yeah, you and Toronto I Life. Yeah, Toronto Toron- Life.
1: Yes, And, and yes, it's to Life magazine. Oh.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> Life, Life magazine would just have black and white <laughs> portraits of, you know, dams. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> no, neither you nor I are on the list of Toronto's most influential people. Um, but all right, so Simu Liu, the uh, the the Marvel uh, actor from yeah. Mississauga great guy. So he's number one. I don't know uh, that he's
0: necessarily the most influential person well, in Toronto. Well, that's the thing.
1: That's the thing. This is the, the, like, what does that mean? Just for the 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 record, uh, Margaret Atwood, the woman with the cat, yes, is in eighteenth place. Uh, Tanya Talega, who was at my table last night, is twentieth. Oh, um, but to your point, Mateo Roach. The Jeopardy champion uh, is 50th. But to your point, what does it mean to be influential? Like, am I going to buy a latte or, or live in a certain neighborhood or invest money because Simu does it? Right. So, you know, define
0: influential. And also, I mean, number two is the governor of the Bank of Canada, who mm. arguably has a little <laughs> bit more influence over our lives than a yeah. very charming movie actor.
1: Tiff Macklem, I'm yeah. under. I mean, Tiff is not the name that you would think the governor of the Bank of Canada would have, but God bless him.
0: Yeah, well, and one of our friends who's going to be joining us this morning is uh, number six, seventeen. That's uh, Bob Richardson.
1: Oh, fantastic!
0: Yeah, he's the director of uh, Canada Soccer, so he's going to join us to talk about soccer this weekend.
1: Which brings us to uh, FIFA, which yeah. starts, but but it's also the Grey Cup on Sunday for You're those right. who like their football Canadian style. Um, but uh, are you are you a uh, uh, an international soccer fan? Not really. I don't think you are no. no.
0: <laughs> well, you, just... you, I
1: I quite enjoy the World Cup, and Toronto loves it because we have so many communities here who have teams represented. Uh, we Canada has a team, yes. but apparently interest is at an all-time low. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, well, that's because I see John Herdman
0: everywhere. Uh, he's yeah. the coach, and I he's on one of my monitors pretty well twenty-four hours a day.
1: Well, I think it's 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 going to be fun, and and uh, once we get over the, the uh, I mean, with apologies to CFL fans, I, I really, oh, the Grey Cup's on on Sunday. Who's playing? <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> no idea, uh, but uh, yeah, FIFA's fun. The World Cup is fun, and aren't we hosting the next one?
0: Uh, well, it's Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. They're going to be flying yes. a lot.
1: They will be. They will be. But this one's in in uh, Qatar, which brings with it a host of human rights issues. But um, which I'm sure will be raised uh, with the coverage. But yeah, I'm I'm on
0: board. Why not? Okay. And uh, if Louise I clean Penny up after
1: the dog. You spoke oh, Louise, to Louise Penny. Penny on
0: your your podcast.
1: Yes. Yes. So and you just you just started this week, didn't you?
0: Uh, we caught up yesterday. It was the first time we actually saw each other because we've done a few phoners. Uh, but the first time we've looked at each other in probably five years.
1: Well, she's, uh, she is our guest on Women of Ill Repute, and uh, she's also making an appearance at Indigo, uh, the big one downtown, to uh, sign copies of her book. And she's got uh, her um, Three Pines series yeah. is being made into a miniseries, as you know, with Alfred Molina as Inspector Gamache. So, yeah, she's a, she's a happening
0: babe. Well, they sent me all eight episodes of the first season, but they put oh, them in the wrong it? Well, they put them in the wrong order. So I started with episode seven, and I'm like, what the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> That's not good at a who done it.
0: No, I thought I don't even know who got done. <laughs>
1: well, you should sort that out. Yeah,
0: I will. Maureen, you have a wonderful weekend.
1: You too.